I think oh, what I've learned the hard way is like, so I had spinal surgery 18 months ago, so oh, 18 months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that was like, fuck, okay, now I can't walk for a month. Okay, cool. Like, so it's just like, that's like, it's so humbling, but in a way it really teaches you, you've just got to fucking chill, like, and that's okay. And then it's like levels of information in your body. If you're not ready to work out, it's not gonna, you're not gonna lose any weight anyway. That's right. the point. Like, it's gonna be more detrimental. Your body and more exactly. And so then yeah. you're just in this like stagnant position where it doesn't help. Yeah. I already I turned know. the microphone on, so I had a really oh, good sound bite on that. Great. There we go. Perfect. Great. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to curse a lot. Let's no, do it's this. fine. I mark it as explicit. So we can say whatever we want. Hey, this is Julia Stern, and you're listening to Not My Best. The podcast that reminds you it's okay not to perform at your best 100% of the time. When we shift the focus to become a little bit better instead of trying to be at our best all the time, we'll accomplish a lot more and we'll have way more fun doing it. Let's get into it. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Not My Best. It's me, Julia Stern, inspiring you to live a better life, not your best one, because I think right now we are week five into this whole social distancing, quarantining situation, and I think right now there is no way we are at our best now more than ever. So perfect time to start listening to this podcast. If you are new, welcome to the fam. Every single week I have a conversation with somebody about how they've achieved success simply by putting one foot in front of the other rather than setting this big unattainable goal for themselves and then feeling discouraged when they fall short of that and quitting, which is not good for anybody. So up until now, the past four weeks, I've been doing the quarantine series where I have been having conversations with people about how to make the most of this time at home. And while I think it's been very helpful and very useful to me as well as the listeners, I am now going to give you an episode that was recorded in February before all of this happened, which I think is a nice little break. Let's take our mind off of our current reality just for a second to have a conversation about a topic that was very, very informative and very eye-opening to me as a woman and also someone who is interested in the topic. This is a conversation that I had with Beck Donlin, and if you don't know her by that name, you may know her by Sweat With Beck on Instagram. Her booty bands are amazing. She actually saved my life by sending me some of them during this whole quarantine, and I couldn't find dumbbells, so I've been working out with them nonstop. I know that she has a fitness challenge going on on her Instagram right now, so make sure you check that out, but keep in mind that we had this conversation in February, so some of the things that came up like how 2020 is going to be our year or anything that might seem insensitive to the COVID-19 topic. Again, just remember that this was recorded in February before any of this happened. I originally wanted to talk to Beck because she had her breast implants removed. It's called a breast explant surgery after she fell ill um, from getting them. And I was fascinated by this whole entire thing. It was such an eye-opening conversation. And we really came to the conclusion, as you probably could already figure out, that anytime your body is put through that much stress, no matter what you look like, it's really not worth it. So enjoy this conversation. Let me know what you think afterwards at Julia L. Stern or at Not My Best Podcast. Before we get into the episode, a quick word from Holistic Wellness. They are my new sponsor and I am obsessed with them like a ton. CBD is something that has really helped me with my anxiety and it's something that I take regularly. 
this is not an oil that you take under your tongue. It's actually a stick that you can either pop and pour into a beverage or you can use it as a stir stick and it'll just dissolve naturally. I took the one that was for sleep last night about a half hour before bed while Andy was watching um, that Michael Jordan special on ESPN. Not that I don't think Michael Jordan is not amazing, but I wasn't super interested in it because I didn't follow him growing up. I'm sorry, I'm not a big sports person. However, I'm getting off topic. I took the sleep stick before I went to bed and it calmed me so, so much that I was out like a light in like 20 minutes. So you can find them at holisticwellness.com. This will all be in the show notes. Use the code NOTMYBEST for 25% off. And let me know if you have questions. You can DM them to me. You can message them to me. You're going to be hearing a lot more about them throughout the course of the next couple months. So here's my conversation with Beck. Have a great week, you guys. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy. Welcome to the Not My Mess podcast, Beck. Thank you so much for coming. I'm excited to be here. We've been here for, I don't know, 20 minutes and we've already been talking the whole entire time. Like so. nonstop. So yeah. this is going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about your boobs, but yeah. we don't have to jump right into it right away. <laughs> I mean, I do love talking about my boobs, so that's fine. <laughs> so for anyone that's listening that doesn't know who you are or what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so my name is Beck Donlan. I'm the founder of Sweat with Beck and Go Basic. And I've been, I'm basically what a multi hyphenate entrepreneur slash side hustle queen, I think. Um, I love a side project. I love getting involved in everything, probably a little bit ADD. Um, But yeah, so basically, I'm health and wellness background. Um, I've been a trainer for the last like 10, wow nine years Isn't maybe so weird I That's know fast time goes. exactly um and yeah so I'm Australian in case you can't tell by my very oh, very subtle accent exactly so. <laughs> um so I've actually been here seven years tomorrow Congrats. I know what are you doing to celebrate your anniversary I'm not sure yet we'll say okay. do something very American I yeah, guess yeah, right uh, like go drink yeah exactly it's a Saturday perfect I'm perfect yeah. exactly um but yeah, so I moved across here and so it's, I started my company, Sweat With Beck, and then from that as things evolved, I really got into travel fitness. I launched my booty bands, which was great, ended up teaching a class around the booty bands, and then that over time has progressed into my food company, which is CBD chocolate and protein balls and all that stuff, which we'll get into, and yeah. So what we were just talking about before we started recording is like you and I feel like I feel like we have the same... Uh, like insight like we want quality products and your Mm. booty bands or your cake makers came from wanting a quality product right yes can you speak to that a little bit definitely so um basically I obviously was born with like zero activation in my glutes I was like even I remember I was my first personal training job you know and I was in this like super high-end boutique studio and they're like cool back do a squat for us and they're like the guy was like laughing and he's like your hips like your glutes are terrible you need to start using bands and so I soon realized like I desperately needed that but then also all my clients desperately needed that and everyone needs that glute activation um and so I really got into like using band work all the time to like warm up and whatever so then 
fast track, I moved to like New York and I'm personal training in New York and that's amazing. And I realized that all my clients will train with me five days a week. They love it. They're great. They're so, you know, we're killing it. And then they'll go away for work and I'll be like, okay, cool. Like they're like, give me a workout to do in the gym, do this, do that. And I'll write out this workout plan for them and they would never do it. And I'm like, okay, cool. So you didn't work out. Why? What was the reason? Like, oh, I didn't want to go down to the gym. I didn't want my coworkers to see me. Oh, I didn't have time. Oh, I missed the class time. Oh, I only had had 20 minutes and they're like can't you just like design something that we can do like buy my hotel room bed and I'm like yes do you know what if that gets you moving fuck it let's do it okay yeah. so I got into designing a workout around these resistance bands but in the meantime my Amazon account was going out of control because I was reordering bands every single week because they just kept on breaking I was only ever using the black band because it's the strongest um the rest were useless and they would still snap after a week of use and I'm like I um this is ridiculous Mm -hmm. and so I was like I think I'm going to make my own so then I started like researching and getting samples of bands from like literally everywhere I mean over the space of like nine months I think I tested out like 50 different types of bands and strengths and this and that trying to get the perfect ones that wouldn't break and I'm a sucker for branding I love all that stuff it's very fun for me and that's kind of like my creative outlet because I used to be all artsy back in the day um and so that was a way of like having a product and like curating that so that was really fun so then um that's how I started doing the bands yeah and they don't break which is great so basically with my bands um if you use them every day they will last about three months which for latex is huge because usually as a trainer you know like they break so frequently it's the the most annoying thing I used to basically I used to teach classes with booty bands all the time which like first of all if you haven't tried them they are killer (laughs) so like you think they're these cute little bands that you put around your ankles you can do some serious damage with them exactly it really catches up on people I think and then people don't realize and so when I did my class around the bands like oh everyone's like this is easy it's gonna be like a no sweat workout and they're like I am dying and I'm like yeah "Yeah, no it's really hard it's the only thing that will make your glutes hurt like hell the next day so no so they work they're effective and but then it's so frustrating when you're teaching and all of a sudden you take too out of a step or you push your leg out too far to the side and snap I know it's actually like a rubber band snapping because you also look ridiculous Mm -hmm. at the same time like great yeah I'm a professional yeah it's like so bad (laughs) exactly so how long was the process of for you to find like what you felt like was the perfect band um I guess about 12 months okay wow so So you really put some like time and dedication into it yeah but I'm like back to I guess like theme of like being a perfectionist it's like it's gotta be perfect so um booty band version 1.0 I guess um the pack of the bag wasn't as cute and this and that because I was basically I was like a trainer you know like I didn't have like funding or anything like that I'm like I'm doing this because I want to do it so basically I'm like okay I'll start off and I'll make like 250 of them and see what happens and so no they weren't perfect you know and then then the second round I was like okay I've got I've now sold all those I've got some money okay now I'm gonna make like them properly so the bags were we were just saying too when you first got here like even with the launch of this podcast and your products like once you put something out into the open, you're like, oh shit, I committed to it. Oh, fully. And now, yeah, exactly. like, any, like being a perfectionist has gone out the window and you're doing what you can. Oh, it's like I'm doing my out. best. And I think I, 90, 95% of the time, it's like you feel like you're just treading water. And right. you're like, I'm just trying not to drown. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You go from being like, 
things have to be perfect. Things have to be a certain way. Oh, I can't do this because, you know, it's like trying to get that perfect Instagram photo or whatever. And then it's the point of like, I'll just do anything to not die right now. Just, right. just keep my head above water. Just I'm good. You know what? That's fine. Like I'm doing my best. And yeah. I think that's, yeah, it's so important. Well, we're doing not our best. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, like trying to do my best, yeah. but my best is really like. Just a little better. It's, it's not the best do. at all. It is like doing the best I'm capable of right now which on a scheme of like Beck Donlan scales probably like 70 percent do you know what I mean but it's, it's you trying you. to get it together yeah. So, yeah. and it's also just knowing that that's okay like yeah the whole point of this podcast is to keep it real because nobody is out there being super successful doing everything perfectly not at nobody. all and if you no. say you are you are a liar you're a liar and I think the other thing is there is no blueprint for this type of stuff there is no right or wrong way to do it you know, everyone it's guesswork you know even yeah. people that look like they've got their shit together no one has their shit together like everyone I speak to entrepreneurs whether it's in like fitness or products or whatever category everyone is the same boat which Mm -hmm. is so important to emphasize I think we were also just saying too 2020 is the year of taking care of yourself a million percent I think it's 2020 is the year of taking care of yourself and also like being authentic and that you're not pretending that you have everything together because I think by now everyone has figured out that we don't yeah and I think like I'm I don't know I'm brutally honest with like with myself and publicly I should probably like hold back a little bit more but I think everyone knows I don't have it together officially so it's fine (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone is very aware I do not have it together but that's fine it's okay is your family here or Australia everyone's in Australia yeah Yeah. lone ranger is that hard for you um it's different that's Mm -hmm. for sure I've always been a bit of a black sheep ish or like oh Beck okay you do your thing because I'm like kind of got my own shit going on like a lot of it going on so yeah but it's fun but it's good what's been the biggest challenge since starting your own company um there is many every Mm -hmm. day (laughs) I think being an entrepreneur generally it's just getting used to like okay I'm gonna cry a lot this week that's fine Mm -hmm. um being I think uh trusting people is really hard yeah. yeah, I've been burnt a fair bit in like, because as you expand, you can only do so much yourself. So then it, when you expand, then you have to delegate, you have to learn to delegate, but then you have to learn what to delegate, who you're delegating it to. And then you've got to trust people and have the confidence. That they're and when you build exactly. And when you've built a brand, as you would know as well, it's like, this is your baby. It's like, I've like given up so many things for this. This is my heart and soul. This is literally everything I've got is poured into this brand. And then if you get assistance, with that or help with that and then that person messes you around then it kind of really pulls the rug from under you do you know what I mean because now you're like oh wait what the fuck like right. now I've got to start again and it's really so trying to rebuild that trust or trying to find someone to delegate to I find that I still find that incredibly challenging yeah but especially when it's so important to you and you just have to hope that other people are going to put the same time and energy into it and I think it's learning and it's not in a bitter way but learning that no one will care about this as much as you right. no, no matter what right. No one will because yeah. it's your baby. It's not. It's, not, it's like you know. It's like, it's just different. But yeah. that's okay. Absolutely. Right. All right. So I want to transition. Let's talk boobs. Okay. And before we start this conversation, I just want to say that this is not in any way, shape, or form saying you shouldn't get them. You can't get them. Like I think you would agree with me. Everybody's body oh, is their own. I and I love breast implants. I will be the first person to say that. I am very like. A hundred percent. I'm all for it. A lot of my closest friends all have their boobs done. That's fine. I'm not opposed to breast implants in any way, shape or form. I think um, 
my situation was just a little bit different, I guess. So I guess I should yeah. explain what that situation yeah, was. So I got my breast implants put in 11 years ago. So I was born with pectus excavatum. And so that is where you, the center of your chest dips in. So it's like a concave chest. So um, growing up, that is not cute. No, I don't feel cool in a bikini. No, I couldn't wear like a bodycon dress ever because as I've got this weird like chest situation. So um, my brother was born with it as well. It's hereditary. So he had a very barbaric operation and had a metal bar put in his chest and popped his chest out. And so basically when you do that, you can't like do anything physical for like three, three years, you know, it's like very high risk, um, basically covered in cotton three wool. years it's a long time because you've got to keep the bar and yeah. if you fall over then like if you're playing football and get hit for example you could push the, the bar could pop out of right. place like it's not cute not great so I did not opt for that because I'm like it's bad but I don't want to go through that and so after talking to many doctors and surgeons are like well you could get breast implants and I'm like that sounds terrible let's do it because I'm like well <laughs> if you tell me I have to if I have to okay um I was also born with like 32a sized boobs you know and so I don't have any so it's right. like so when I was like 20 through 22 I'm like this sounds fucking great let's do it so my implants were sold to me as the rolls royce of implants they were the best on the market this and that teardrop so they were the biocell elegant um breast implants so basically the textured ones and so um i guess they would call them the gummy bear that was like the first of the gummy bear ones Mm -hmm. right um and so yeah had the operation loved them things were great whatever did not have one complaint I was living what my was there a best life like for you? it was so long ago yeah. and I was so happy about getting them done I don't even think fine. I cared were you a trainer at this point no I wasn't wow mm. so it wasn't even like you got them because you were like in fitness wanted your body to look better at the time no it's because basically I was like clinically deformed yeah. and I'm like I need to feel cute again I right. need to be able to like wear a bikini that'd be really nice like all those little things that so many people take for granted I, I needed to do again I just needed to do and so um I felt like it was the first time I was like in proportion I was feeling good and I was just like I was all about it best confidence boost in the world it like I to like fuck up until 12 months ago I'm like everyone's like I'm like two best decisions I've ever made in my life like getting my tits done moving to America oh my god like the best things in the world so um, three years after I got them done, I um, woke up one day and one was like one implant was crazy inflamed, twice the size of the other, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? Um, went to the hospital. They couldn't really give me an answer, and they put me on antibiotics, sent me away. That's it, whatever. Three years later, it happened again. Two years later, it happened again. Did the antibiotics make it go down? Yeah. So it's just like full of fluid for no reason. Yeah. And they couldn't really explain all that. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, well, this is like, I'm just like, I have any other issues with them. They're perfect. Right. I love them. They're yeah. great. Um, after I got them done, I found out I was a celiac and I was like really hypersensitive with my stomach. But I'm like, well, girls develop allergies in their early 20s. Like, I'm in health and wellness. I get that. That makes sense. Okay, cool. I just can't eat gluten, whatever. Um, and then over the years, I guess I just kept on having all these like weird little things pop up. But I would never think twice about them because I'm like, well, that's, that's kind of like, maybe I'm not sleeping enough. Like, oh, my brain fog is through the roof. I've probably got ADHD. I just wasn't like, my parents didn't really believe in that. So maybe that's why I'm not an Adderall all the time. Okay, cool. Um, I didn't sleep well last night. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why my anxiety is through the roof. Oh, I'm gaining weight. Oh, maybe it's because of this. And I kept on like 
having this list of things all the time, but I'm like, I've got really bad migraines. Oh, but you know, it's probably because I'm like running myself down. It's probably because I'm overcommitting a lot and everything was just so excusable all the time. And then I think it was about two years ago, I just after my spinal surgery and stuff, I started getting really sick, like, but like annoyingly, like on my stomach, I looked like I was six months pregnant. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like I'm eating so well. Maybe my allergies have changed. Oh, apparently if you get a giant major surgery, your allergies change again because it messes with your microbiome. Oh my God, that's it. Okay, let's start delving into that. It just becomes this big giant hole of just misinformation. Yeah, and so I basically was seeing every doctor I could to see like why. And then it got to the point where like, I was just gaining weight and I'm like, why am I gaining weight? I'm working out like twice During a day. During this time you had spinal surgery. What was the cause of that? The needing the surgery, spinal surgery. Mm-hmm. Basically I had two herniated discs and I was jumping rope one day and one became a sequestered fragment. It broke off into pieces in my spinal cord and then hit a nerve. And so the nerve pain down my leg was like insane. insane. And so I just could not live with so it. So an entirely separate issue. Yeah, from what was your boobs was causing completely no that time my boobs are great nothing to do with that at all and so that was just something else um so then I guess it would have been about two years ago and when all this shit was going down even my roommate it was like 12 months ago was like babe I'm really worried about you like should you get tested for like I don't know like cancer like do you have like something else going on like because you can't get out of bed and I'm like I'm an energizer bunny I have real problems like I have so many businesses why because I can't ever not do enough you know what I mean I'm like and I'm working a lot I'm also going out a lot I love my life I love this I'm just like hyperactive to the max that's who I am and then I get this stage where I'm like I can't really get out of bed. This is so weird. Why do I have chronic fatigue? Like I can't lift my limbs. I feel like my body's made out of lead. I can't think straight. My short-term memory turning to shit. Like I, if we had a conversation on Monday by Friday, I, I don't know who you are. Like, like it's major brain fog. Like beyond. And I'm like, this is crazy. So there was going through all that stuff. Um, in July last year, I found out that my implants were being recalled. So basically they were. How did you find that? girlfriend screenshot me a google thing because someone sent it to her so my surgeon didn't reach out to me someone reached out to her and she was like hey maybe beck's got this type of implant and she texted me and i'm like wait i think i do and so they were recalling the implant implant for causing a rare type of lymphoma and um, bacterial infections and i'm like well i obviously don't have either of those things i'm fine but maybe i should look into this because if they're go if they're causing that maybe they're toxic in other ways and I'd heard of breast implant illness but I didn't believe in it because I thought it was every crazy person that was like okay cool you don't even you won't even eat anything that's like not fallen from a tree like you know and it's like kind of the extremists and that's the only version of breast implant illness I've heard of Mm -hmm. and the only advocates online or people making talking about it publicly were people that were extremists and I'm like well I'm not an extremist I'm pretty chill about most things you know and I love being healthy very important but I'm not an extremist and so I think that I could never relate to that so every time someone had mentioned like breast implant illness I'd roll my eyes I'm like yeah right okay cool like I'm not that girl um so I guess yeah July I found out they were being recalled looking into the implants things like that and then I was like spoke to my doctor in Australia and he was like, they're fine. You don't need taken out. You're totally fine. I'm like, okay. But I'm like, look, I'm just putting this out there 
I've been so sick. I've been this, I've been that. My brain fogs through the roof. Do you think this is related to my implants? And he's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not a real thing. It's not medically recognized. These are all day-to-day ailments. You could have anything wrong with you. Anybody could say they've got brain fog. Anybody could say they're tired. Anybody says that they're, you know, they've got digestive issues or allergic to things. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess you're right. Okay, cool. I'll keep like looking around. Then I um, started seeing a really good biohacking doctor. And I was getting all my like blood work done and this and that. And, like the levels of information in my body were like through the roof. Like it was crazy. Like I was so puffy. It was like I looked like a fucking blowfish. Like I'm like, what the hell? I'm like training like crazy. Over the last 12 months, I've now gained 25 pounds. When you're in Same. fitness, it's and not normal. You, your body's online all the time. And it's like now I'm like great now i'm extra curvy i accidentally look like a fucking kardashian because i'm like i could like it's just, not it's just, a bad accidental thing to i mean like, but fine, fine but i'm just like this is not my fitness body like who right. am i and it's feeling like that has shit. to feel so foreign for you because at this point based on everything you said it sounds like you're very far from yourself yeah. which at the end of the day is like really frightening yeah because i got to the point where i'm like i don't know who i am anymore and it's like did you ever like try to change your diet like what were the other things that you tried I did literally everything I did every type of like at one point I was getting peptide shots like twice a week I was doing my in-home injections every day I was like doing cryotherapy like three times a week and Fred saunas three times a week like my level of self-care was like am I like a Beverly Hills housewife is this what I do now because like literally it's all I was so, doing okay listen breast which I'm not mad at horrible but so far I've heard you are a Beverly Hills housewife and you turn into a Kardashian so I'm like okay right. maybe um exactly but I'm just like it was just getting like out of control but nothing was helping yeah. and I, I I went vegan for a little bit I got rid of that I went anti-inflammatory diet for a little bit I went sober that was terrible like I did so many things and I'm like so when was the point where you were like this might be my boobs and I have to do something about it so I biohacking doctor Dr. Paulvin absolute legend he's actually in New York he's really great um he did my blood work I've worked with him very closely I was seeing him a lot and we found out that I had Hashimoto's and my thyroid was fucked I'm like oh it's my thyroid guys that's what it is it's nothing else it's my thyroid okay cool then I found out my liver didn't have any of the enzymes I needed to break down food and then I found out that my gallbladder was also like drained of all its whatever it does great and so I'm like it's like sodium levels so I'm like oh that's why my digestive system's fucked that's why I always look like I'm bloated because my body's just not functioning and then something I went to Oman on a retreat with the W Hotel and I came back and I had typhoid course because I just had a great year and that really threw me but then when I was recovering from typhoid um I was feeling really great and then it was like a Friday I think I woke up on the Saturday and the middle of the night I'm like oh my boob hurts it's weird okay cool had to put the boob thing on the back burner I'm like it's not even a thing and then I woke up and I'm like wow wait my boob's like twice the size of the other that's crazy what the hell went to the ER and they're like Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with it. There's no, like, 20 hours later, every test, did an MRI, did this, did that, like, everything you could. Also, $20,000 later, not great. Um, and they're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. And I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? And I'm like, I, the, visually, let's, let's, let's be honest here. Them. This is like, there's a pretty big difference here. And they're like, no, there's nothing wrong. And I go, okay, well, why did this happen? Why did I wake up like this? And they're like, we're not sure, but you should be fine. Just, just monitor for a little bit. And I think by that stage, I was just, 
I was just seeing red and I just felt so helpless and I really felt like I was part of a fucking conspiracy and I'm like what the fuck is going on and I'm like so and I'm then I was like asking them I'm like so could any of this be related to the fact I've got Hashimoto's the fact my thyroid's fucked my liver doesn't have these enzymes this that and they're like no no, what about my brain fog? No, nothing. Da, da, da. And I'm like, so have you heard of breast implant illness? And they, yeah, but that's not a medically recognized thing. And I go, I understand that. I know legally you can't tell me that they're causing it, but would you say it is? And they're like, no, you're fine. Technically, medically, you're fine. And I'm like, I, and it's just, you have to be like, the frustration. The I was just like, I, I got to the point where I was like yelling and like in the ER, mm. like that psychopath, crying while yelling. The person you never want to be. But at the I am that time, crazy bitch in the I, ER screaming. Like years of your body feeling super foreign to you. And I'm just like, just not, I'm just helpless. And yeah. I'm like, I could, I just can't do anything else. And then the surgeon pulled me aside there surgeon at the time and he's like look he's like medically you're fine there is nothing wrong with you and I'm like he's like but I go cool what if I was your daughter and he's like if you were my daughter I would get them out tomorrow and I'm like so what the fuck does that mean and he's like I'm just gonna let you decide and then walks away so then I was like spiraling like crazy and then I started to go on a deep dive on the internet and started listening to people's podcasts on breast implant illness and there was this one um, podcast The Broken Brain by Dr. Drew and he's a legend and he um, interviewed his friend Sarah and she was explaining breast implant illness she'd just been through it and listening to her I was like wow this is the most relatable shit what I've were some of the heard. things that she was describing just her hit list of symptoms were crazy and were you like check 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 like it was a list of like 30 things and everything on the list like i check yep me 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 and i'm like okay i think this is too coincidental and then there was another girl um the manifestation babe on Mm -hmm. instagram who's also amazing um and she i was found out she had breast implant illness and had her boobs taken out and watching her stories like I get like literally chills talking about it. I'm not even lying. Like there are goosebumps. I, like I'm covered in goosebumps. Um, because her stories of like she, there was one particular, and this was the one that made me go, I've, I've got to get this shit out. I remember calling my mum, being like, I can't afford this. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I just I need this shit out of my body. I'm going to look awful, but I think I've just got to fucking do it. And basically she, it was her eyes and I have been so addicted to eye drops for the last like two years, like insanely. I can't leave the house without eye drops. I actually am too, not because of my boobs, but I had laser eye surgery, no, left me with chronic dry eye. And if I run out of eye drops, like I have to run to the So I have that autoimmune Sjorgen's disease or whatever it is. Yeah, that's through this as well because your immune system goes to shit but yeah dry eyes but also there's these eye drops called lumify which i wish they would sponsor me um and basically they make your eyes look like they've been filtered all right my eyes have been yellow no shit for every day for the last two years like insanely terrible um and seeing this girl she like watching all those stories all of a sudden she starts posting before and after of her eyes and i'm like what the hell like why and then she's like 
you know, a day before surgery and a day after surgery. And she's I saw like, you posted the picture once you got them out. Dude, like this, watching this girl, she's like talking about it and she starts sobbing about like, that's an example of the toxic load on your system. And I'm just like, do you know what? I'm like, fucking sign me up. I need them taken out. I need to go. So that was like my moment where I'm like, I really, I need to start looking after my health and choose health over aesthetics. So you went to the doctor, you said, I want them out. Yeah, and then finding a surgeon was really hard. Like it was. What just was like, the first initial reaction when you went to find a surgeon? Um, not great. So basically, it's a suboptimal result that it would end up in, meaning that it's not going to look cute. So basically, the first surgeon I went to told me that I would be. I mean, he's like, you've got a, a body of a Sports Illustrated person, and that's not what I'm not doing. It basically because they can't. Obviously, a surgeon doesn't want to put their name on something that's not going to look good. Right. right. I'm a public, like, um, like my body's online a lot, whatever. So basically you're taking out my breast implants. I'm not necessarily going to look a certain Which, way. Which, by the way, I've seen you on Instagram. You look great. You don't have that. I really appreciate you're that. You're beautiful. So I really appreciate wild. that. But I think it's just, and so that really rattled me for a little bit. And then, like, the next surgeon was like, but every surgeon I went with, they basically have to be like, you realize this is not going to look good. This is not going to look great. This is going to not look great. And, and you're like, okay, I fucking get it. It's not going to look good, but it's like kind right. of like. But, that, my, but I'm sick and I need this to happen. But they're also like, and it's not guaranteed you're going to feel better. Right. This might not work. And I'm like, okay. And so that fucked with me for another like two or three months. Cause I'm like, do I really want to do this? Like, this right. is such a big decision. I don't know. Maybe I'll wait till something. Maybe I'll show, I don't know. Uh, and so I'm just spiraling. And then I think I just was like, no, I've just got to fucking do it. It's like rip the bandaid off. Do and it. so you finally found someone to do it. You got it done. And what was the recovery process like for you? And how did you feel coming out of the surgery um look before I was pretty I was a bit of a nervous wreck I'm not gonna lie it was a lot to deal with mentally um but I remember on the day of surgery I was just like so excited like it's like just let's get this done um recovery oh it was six weeks ago so it's still quite new um recovery wasn't as bad as I thought I like well that's a lie um the first two weeks I felt great the physical recovery of it as far as like oh my scars are healing oh this and that great do you mean instantly I felt so much better as far as like I thought I was thinking clearer and I was feeling really good so that stuff was great um and then I came back to I was spent two weeks in LA felt really good I was doing all the things Which, right by the way two weeks in LA will make you feel a little bit better regardless of the surgery dude I know and so I've come back to New York and I'm like wow and I think I came back to New York and I like like I hit a bit of a pitfall a little bit and I think recovery from something like this is if you've had toxic load in your body for 11 years okay without realizing all right. So my level of normal or my like baseline of feeling good, I don't know what that is anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So um, obviously something like this fucks with like when you detox like crazy, fucks with your emotions so much. You know what I mean? You also don't realize that either. Absolutely. So then all of a sudden you're like, am I going crazy? Oh my God. I feel like shit. Wait, did this not even work? Did I take them out for no reason? I look like this. For-? And so then you're like spiraling and you know, I'm like in my shitty little New York apartment and it's winter and this of and course. that. And, and you don't know what normal I miss fitness like. and I can't work out anymore or like for the next six weeks and this and that. And I'm like, oh great, this is awesome. And so I think remembering that 
nothing is perfect and that's what it comes back to as far as recovery is not fun like it is not gonna be textbook recovery like yes some people on instagram got their tits taken out and they feel great the next day and now they're doing cartwheels and they look like a fucking supermodel i'm not that person great so then it's kind of like i think detoxing however way you detox the more intense detox you do the worse you're going to feel. Of course. And then so basically, yeah, like two weeks ago, I felt like I was hit by a bus and I had to take a week off work when I just announced to my clients. I'm like, guys, I'm back. I'm feeling great because I was feeling good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden my detox caused a huge Hashimoto's flare and I couldn't get out of bed again for five days. But I think ultimately like you made a decision that was beneficial for your health. You were suffering. And despite being told no or it might not work or you might not look as great, you said, I need to do this for myself. And now – one step at a time and you're like handling the recovery process. And that's exactly and that's it. And so like, and and that's exactly what I'm trying to say. So it's like, it's all like eyes on the prize, long-term goal. And just realizing that it, it may not be a perfect recovery, like straight away. That's okay. It's more so doing the best I'm capable of right now. Like there will be another solution, I'm sure, down the road. You know, and like if you really want breast implants, like maybe look into fat transfer if it's going to like, if your life depends on it. But like right now... Like post breast implants, look, I'm back to dealing with pectus excavatum and like having to deal with that, which is a whole other thing. So it's kind of like, it's just really, to anybody like wanting them, I would say just do your research, really make sure that it's what you want. And like, it's okay to be okay with your body and not look like a Sports Illustrated model like that doctor called you. And that's exactly it, Jane. And I'm by no means look like a Sports Illustrated model ever. But um, it's kind of like, I think it's learning, like, why do you want them? Like, what is the root of the problem? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it fucking sucks that certain clothes don't fit well for me now. Like, I can't really wear a bodycon dress. That fucking sucks. Cause I've got to, like, rebrand because I'm like, wow, I don't even know how to dress anymore. I'm like, because I, I don't. And yeah. it's kind of – that's been weird for me. But – I think, and it's going to take me a while as well to get used to, of like just learning to like that whole self-love thing. Yeah, it's not just a trend. It's so fucking important. And it's so long-term. It is so long-term. It's not like, you know, taking a vitamin for a week and then forgetting and just being like, oh, well, I guess that worked. Like, no, you need to love yourself every day for the rest of your life or you cannot function properly. Exactly. And I think it's just – and like my – like. I feel like my confidence and self-love, like every every morning, I'm like, a, I'm like, I've got all this, like, I laugh with my friends. I'm like, I think I've got like body dysmorphia of the other kind where I think I look better than I do. And we all like laugh about it because I'm like, you know, you say, I'm like, I look great today. And then you see a photo and you're like, wow, okay, maybe I maybe wasn't not. looking good. <laughs> But, but I've, okay. at least I've got this level of like, fuck yeah, I feel great. Absolutely. And I think that's so important to drum into yourself, yeah. especially in like training world. Our job is to make people feel good. And it's like if I talk to someone and at the end of it they don't feel sparkly, I fucked up. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I – like positivity creates positivity. I love making feel, people feel good. That's Absolutely. the whole point. So you should be able to do that to yourself first. So I think in going through all this as far as like dealing with like 
what I look like now and all that. Yeah, it's been really interesting because I'm like, look, it's going to be fucked up, but it's going to be okay. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then just to have those days where I'm like, I can't wear anything. I don't know fucking I'm like, all my clothes are on my floor and I'm like, I just give up. And it's like, that's okay too. Right. So it's realizing that you can still love yourself but have a shitty day and that's fine. You don't always have to be perfect all the time. No. You don't always have to be at your best all the time. No, I'm Thank definitely Thank you for coming to my couch and like just speaking on brand for what of this course. podcast no, I love this you stuff. You hit it on the head. I mean, it's like I couldn't agree more. To be honest, it's so like true. yeah. So you will. Get, are you training right now? Or are you still yes. taking some time? Yes, I'm training. You're back. I'm back. It. She's back. Where Finally. can people find you? Um, at the moment, I'm still trying to find a location for okay. to start up babes and bands again. But at the moment, I'm doing a lot of pop ups in the city. Um, so all that information's on my Instagram at at Sweat with Egg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your company, Go Basic. Uh, and Go Basic is at Go Basic. So there we go. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Of course, Dylan. Thank you so much. You can find me on all social channels at Julia L. Stern or this podcast at Not My Best Podcast. Now go out there, stop trying to live your best life, and start actually living a better one. See you next week. <laughs>